Pandemonium Reigns. Pandemonium Reigns podcast. What it do? What's up? Memphis draft. Uh, no more mock draft. Seventeen point five point zero. Check check Omaha. Yada yada. Thank God that's over. It's behind us. One more major landmine out of the way uh, on our way to next football season, which is uh, just building and building and building and and very exciting, very scary (laughs) on one hand. um, Looking forward to it, obviously. And just want to do a solo check-in to your boy Mike and talk about the landing spot for uh, several of the Vols that were either picked in the draft or uh, picked up in uh, free agency after the draft, didn't hear their name called, unfortunately, from the big stage, but uh, still going to make an impact, still going to play for a team in the league and and be able to further their career in uh, the game. So just want to dive right into that um, and, and do a brief recap. Of course, you had five balls get drafted. Darnell Wright into the top 10. Boy, it's been a minute since Tennessee's been in the top 10 of the NFL draft, and and that's, that's huge, huge for Darnell. It's huge for Tennessee, even with this gimmicky offense that everyone's getting sucked into and tricked into. You still see an offensive tackle go in the top ten, and that's big. And obviously, he wasn't recruited here to play in a you know no huddle spread offense and and do the things that Josh Hoppel does. But guess what? He did do that the last couple of years, and he did a dang good job at it, especially in twenty twenty two. And uh, he gets he gets rewarded with a top ten draft pick. Um, he gets rewarded with protecting Justin Fields um, there with the Bears. They certainly certainly needed the help at the position. Uh, Fields has shown promise. He's shown you know in times where he might you want a little more out of him if he's your franchise quarterback. But he's also been running for his life, which he's actually really good at. Not that you ever want your quarterback doing that. He's really good at it. But Darnell Wright, a new piece, a new piece of the offensive puzzle there for the Bears, and just again so huge for Darnell, so great for Tennessee. Beautiful situation to be in the top ten. Um, the couple of rounds transpiring between Darnell and Hendon Hooker, High, uh, Jalen Hyatt, and Cedric Tillman getting their names called was was unfortunate, especially when you look at the Dingus Titans. Yeah, I said it. And I hate that pick with with all of my being. When you look at the Titans trading up from where they were in the second round to take Will Banana Pill Levis um, there in the second round and, and just, you know, not care about the University of Tennessee, their home state's university, any which is not their job to do. But you've been looking at both those quarterbacks, you would think a lot. You would think the on-field product mattered. They didn't think so. They chose the tools and the body and the frame of, of Will Levis and whatever else may go along with that over Hendon Hooker. And we saw him get picked up by the Detroit Lions, which are let's just let's just look at this. I am 30 year, 31 years old. They are as hot right now as I ever remember them being in my life. So not at all a terrible spot for Hendon Hooker when you look at Jared Goff, who will either be, you know, aging out of out of his best football or he could be prone to giving that job up if he doesn't stay on his on his game there in Detroit they they're drafting offensive weapons they are really really building under uh Dan Campbell I believe it is I looked a moment ago and I've already forgotten 
pause, 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 Dan Campbell it is, uh, kind of a psychopath, kind of would be like if, if Mike Eckler was coaching the Vols instead of coaching special teams and, and whatever else it is that he does for Tennessee, but kind of a psychopath, kind of a major football dude. They're building the right way. They're, they have more buzz than they've ever had in my 30-plus years of lifetime on this earth, so kind of an intriguing spot for Hendo. There won't be a lot of pressure, and there's not a ton of destinations where it would have been like day one pressure for Hendon. I think it's beautiful that he can go learn the system, learn the plays, learn the dudes around him. Yeah, he's going to be 26, 28 years old by the time maybe his shot ever comes to start. But if anyone can do it, we know that Hendon can with what we saw him do in Orange and and, and even at Virginia Tech for that matter. Um, so very – very intriguing pick there. And again, I think that's a job that could be his within really two years or less, you know, depending on how he does uh, in practice and how he does picking up things. And I'll just, I'll, I'll never doubt Hinton Hooker f- for anything. I mean, I think he could do a lot of things and I'll never, never be someone that doubts that. So really like the spot, uh, really dig it. Um, Fast forward a little bit in the NFL draft, and you have Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman go in back-to-back picks there in the third round. Um, really exciting. Really hate that that both those guys fell that far because you'd love you know you think about Tillman pre-ankle injury, you think about the numbers he could have put up in 2022. It's unfortunate for him, but also not a terrible spot. I mean, nobody really likes the Browns. I don't think the Browns actually have fans, but. They have a quarterback who probably still has some good ball in Deshaun Watson there. Uh, They have Amari Cooper there. They've got several several receivers there that that should be able to show SETI, you know, the tricks of the trade, what what it is to, uh, to, to execute that scheme. They've got Nick Chubb. They've got some pieces around. They've got tight ends. I mean, they still have some pieces, and they were trendy a few years ago at, you know, similarly as trendy as I'd ever seen them in my, you know, 25, 28, however many years of life at that point, very trendy. And, and again, they still got some of that juice. They've probably got a little more drama because they obviously didn't handle that hop. They didn't do anything with it necessarily. Um, never was a big believer or fan of Baker Mayfield partially for orange colored reasons. And that's fine. Uh, you know, sue me, but, um, not a bad spot for Tillman. Interesting spot for Hyatt. Um, Again, emerging team in the Giants who have obviously had plenty of success in my lifetime and 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 kind of shown uh, showed success in 2022 more so than they had in years past. Um, I actually think that Hyatt, of these guys, obviously the quarterback position brings pressure. You know, you draft you draft a guy top ten, that's going to bring pressure, no doubt. Uh, Darnell will have to continue to execute and be be a fantastic tackle uh, in the uh, sport of American football, but. I actually think that Hyatt could get a little bit of the pressure more so than some of these other guys, some of the expectations. New York, New York media, Giants are a very storied organization in the National Football League. You know, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there. They don't have as many as many weapons either at his position or at the position that he'll be, you know, catching the ball from. Uh, they've got Saquon Barkley. If he can stay or be healthy, that's absolutely huge for the Giants, no doubt. Um, and then you look at kind of the weather factor there that could that could come up, which is a really, really lame thing to say, and I totally get that. But 
I don't know if it's the most ideal situation for Jalen Hunt, but I'm a believer in honestly that family. I think they they really do a good job of of taking this or that and just making it a massive chip on the shoulder. We know, and it's well documented, the work that he put in entering the 2022 season, catching, I think, 10,000 passes in the offseason. I mean, just putting in outstanding work after seeing guys before him do that. Um, you hear Josh Hoffel talk about the receivers that he's put in the league. I think he's getting a little bit tired of the the gimmicky offensive rap and, and the stupidity that, frankly, that that is. I mean, getting a little tired of it, I think Hoppel is, and I think that he might take that out on on some teams in 2023, given the chance. But uh, to get back to the point of this Orange cast, you know, Hyatt's the one that does worry me the most. You know, maybe he has the most approved no matter where these guys went. Can he run routes? Can he get open in conventional ways rather than just sprinting past you or, get, you know, putting one move, foot in the dirt, go? I think he can. I mean, he showed again such a unreal jump from, from 2020 and 2021 to 2022. I mean, just an unreal jump. He obviously has the speed when he's healthy to do remarkable things. And I think it can and should pan out in the long run. I just think he might have the most pressure um, on him. And then the Vols that were drafted closes out with Byron Young to the LA Rams. And it's obviously a cop-out because I think he was the last Vol actually drafted. But I love that spot for him as much as any of the other four I mean, yeah, he dropped a little bit down to the third round, and you'd seen kind of anywhere from maybe mid-second to you know later rounds uh, talk for Byron. So he went kind of right there in the middle of that. And you have Tennessee assistants. Uh, I can't remember if it was Rodney Garner, maybe Eckler, talking about there's going to be a movie made about Byron Young one day. And if there's not for his story, my goodness, it needs to happen. He's out in L.A. He's going to be playing his football in L.A., Make it happen. Come on, Hollywood. Come through for me this one time. Love the spot for Byron. The Rams, boy, did they rise quickly. Boy, did they fall quickly. They, I think, have one of the worst follow-up seasons to a Super Bowl win, certainly in any modern football history. So, unfortunate. Obviously, they had some st- some injuries. Stafford, other guys. Obviously, they gave up a ton to get Stafford, so that's going to leave some potential attrition here and there. And then lastly, you've got McVay kind of being here and there on whether he, how long he wants to coach, what else does he want to do. So there's some factors that are going to be really interesting for the L.A. Rams. But listen, Byron Young is going to get to come off the edge, what he's absolutely best at on the football field that we've seen on a team that features Aaron Donald there in the middle. I mean, for, forget kind of everyone else. That's just a beautiful setup. If you are a pass rusher, if you are – a blitzer, even if you're on the defense, you want Aaron Donald doing Aaron Donald things on your side, wearing your colors. It's a beautiful, beautiful setup for Byron Young. I think the least pressure, which again makes sense because he was the last of these five balls drafted. Just a beautiful thing. I mean, absolutely a beautiful thing and spot for him. And I just hope he is an absolute stud and a pro bowler. I mean, I just want the freaking best for Byron Young as as much as any of these guys for, for his story. I mean, just... It's brilliant. It is resilient. I mean, it's it's remarkable, and I couldn't cheer for anyone more, perhaps, than than Byron Young and, and what he's come through. So just to kind of rank the spots, how I feel about him, obviously I'm a big, big fan of, of Byron Young's spot there. I think for me after that, it would go close to an order of how they were drafted. Love Darnell's spot. Love every, every factor about that. He'll obviously have some challenges. He'll have to get up to speed against NFL talent. 
but I love where he's at. Love where he's what again the jump that he's shown. It's kind of high esque, just obviously on a offensive line, you know, measuring stick than a wide receiver who won the Blitnikoff measuring stick. So I love Darnell right there as much as Byron Young. Um, for me, Hendon and Tillman, they're close. They're, there's there's guys around them. Both teams have pieces and are a little bit trendy. Um, so I like those fits. And then I think, again, Hyatt would probably be the, the fit that I like the least. Um, talk about some guys that didn't get drafted. And it's kind of a shame as much as anyone that we've seen. And obviously Tennessee has, has populated in the years that, that the draft has not been populated with so much Tennessee Orange. There's still been undrafted free agent guys. There's still been guys that have made their their name, their money, and and everything be felt in the NFL coming from Tennessee. Um, I think that's going to continue with Jerome Carvin. I mean, I just can't find the reasons. I don't I don't scout. Um, I don't know offensive line play all that well. The bad stands out very clearly when you see your quarterback or your run plays get blown up. Uh, it's obvious to tell. Jerome Carvin is as solid as they come in the SEC. I mean. The, the lack of penalties, the lack of sacks allowed, the – I mean, I just – I don't know what it is. I know that guard is one of the least valued positions on the football field at the same time. So, I get part of it. Sucks for him. I hate it for him. Um, but, again, brilliant landing spot. Kansas City, they're on top of the, the league right now, and they're going to be competing for the top of that as long as they have guys like Mahomes or – Weapons like Travis Kelsey and some of those guys, they've had Tyreek Hills, they've had Kareem Hunts uh, since the start of this kind of run that they're on. So as long as they're doing things like that, as long as Andy Reid is is still in the game, I mean, my goodness, it's going to be fascinating to watch. So I love the spot for Carvin. I love that he reconnects, reconvenes with Trey Smith. I mean, that's just – that's movie stuff, movie-esque stuff as well right there that I love to see. So – uh, thankful that he'll at least get the chance to compete, work for a job there in Kansas City, and again, what a great spot for it to happen. Happy to see Jeremy Banks pick up an undrafted free agent deal as well. Um, I hope to see, you know, I hope uh, I hope that he only continues to get things figured out as life goes on. Everybody knows his story is is a lot is uh, got a, quite a long script as well from from where he's been and what he's gone through. Some self inflicted, like all of us, uh, just on a more a little bit more extreme level in his case. Just hope that that he gets it figured out, that he makes an impact there in the league and is able to set his family up for the long haul as well. Um, and then this is where I kind of come back to uh, to where the program for Tennessee is at right now because you look at this roster, there's guys that at most every level, I mean, every level, offense and defense, that you could probably see getting drafted next year. And, and for that matter, in the coming years. I mean, you talk about the program where it was before Apple and you're one of Apple and where it is now uh, coming out of year two into year three, flipping the offensive script, absolutely putting up points when we couldn't do a lick of that with guys that, that he ended up putting into the league. Anyway, it's so exciting to think about where we're going to be with, with again, you know, this offensive line. I mean, Cooper Mays, Looks like a guy that's going to play football for a long time. I'll flip it to the other side. You got Omari Thomas that that seemingly only continues to build. And um, there's guys around them on uh, on on both sides, offensively and defensively. I mean, heck, if if Tennessee wasn't tabbed with this gimmicky offense that you obviously can't trust or do anything with, except for you know win eleven games and 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 do things that hadn't been done in twenty years, 
you would think that Joe Milton would be getting that Anthony Richardson buzz entering the the next draft because of the arm strength, the mobility, the the size. I mean, I've I've criticized it here before. Dan and I both have. Um, so you would think that Tennessee could be in back to back drafts here with a quarterback drafted. Which my gosh, can't even begin to tell you if that's when that's happened last or anything like that. And of course, it's not that common because usually you may replace a quarterback with a younger guy that might not be draft eligible. So if Joe can handle his business, where might he go? I mean, receivers, there's still so much speed, size, talent there. I mean, it's it's just such a fun and exciting time. And I can't, I can't forget about where we were before, you know, before this point. So just going to get ready to sit back and enjoy it and and enjoy talking about things like this draft that are just key markers and and where the program's been and and again seems to be climbing towards. So, wanted to just chat about the draft. Uh, want to hear your thoughts as well. Whose fit do you like the most? Um, you know, why are the Titans so goofy that they they went ahead and took Banana Pill Levis over uh, Hendon Hooker? Things like that. We want to hear your thoughts. We thank you so much for listening. We hope that you will like. Share, subscribe, hit all the buttons like Dan says. Hit every button on your phone if you are seeing this video or listening to this audio. Utmost, though, we thank you. Uh, can't thank you enough. That's why we do it, just to share our opinions and hopefully get feedback from the good people. So continue to check it out, and we will talk to you soon. GBO.